UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Four key segments that you need to send this Black Friday. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flowium Podcast. We are email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium, and we are very, very passionate about email marketing. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world, and we specialize in providing premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience to all of our clients, delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. And that's what we do. And today we will be actually talking about how to find that right person and deliver the right message to that person during the holiday season. Alisa, take it from here. I love it. I love it. I love it. Holidays are coming. Holidays are yes. coming. And it's only September. I actually got an email. Oh my gosh, who was it? I got an email from a brand today that was like, get your holiday calendar here. And it was like, oh, it was all in June. Every year they do this mm. beautiful nail polish advent calendar Aww. and it was beautiful, but they were promoting it today. And I was like, what? I don't need an advent calendar. It's not even October yet. Like, hold on. So holidays are rapidly approaching people. If you did not get ready yet, or you're not aware, or you haven't been getting ready, you need to do it right now, which is why we have our episode today. So today's episode, our 64th episode is called Four Key Segments that you need to send this Black Friday. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step -step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClavioMastery.com to learn more. So as you guys are hopefully approaching the holiday season and preparing for the holiday season, there is a big component of that. That's not all the pretty red bows and the sparkly emails and all the nice design. There's more of a technical aspect that we're going to focus on today that's really, really important, which is curating your subscriber list. And what I mean by that is tailoring it, making the adjustments, making the special groups or segments that you need in order to have a successful holiday season. And this is a really important thing. And this is actually one of the major mistakes that a lot of brands make is they just mm -hmm. assume that because it's the holidays, everyone wants yeah. to hear the same exact thing from your brand. The problem is, is if you do that, there are like 15 to 20 other brands that are also doing that, which is why <laughs> segmentation during the holiday right. season is the most important. Like if there is a time of year that you're going to do segmentation, it's got to be during the holidays. So today we're going to be looking at 
different audiences that you should be curating, developing, creating, and also a content strategy. So that way you can actually get results from each specific segment that you're using. Just as a reminder, and we talk about this a lot on our podcast, when you use behavior-based segmentation, you will get a dramatic increase in the returns that you see from your emails because you're reaching subscribers with messaging, with language, with information that is directly relevant to that group specifically, and not just a generic message to a generic Mm -hmm. audience. And when you're sending a specific message to a specific audience, you're going to get a very specific response, which is a good thing. You want specific responses from your customers because usually that specific response means sales and money's what makes the world go around, baby. So (laughs) that's what we're here to talk about today. Before we get started, I feel like we haven't done this segment in a really long time, Vera. I'm excited for it. We have our pro tip of the week. So Vera, take it away. I'm excited for this. Pro tip of the week is to dress up your email with holiday headers and CTAs. And that's something that we did last year with most of our clients. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't believe guys how well it works. So similar to how retailers decorate their like physical stores for the holiday, you can like mimic that um, same sort of like strategy and vibe in your emails, just like to get your people into the Christmas shopping mood or Black Friday shopping mood, holiday shopping mood, right? Mm -hmm. And visual signal, like maybe holiday branded version of your headers or hero images or even logo, they act as that like subtle reminder to shopper that, hey, the holidays are coming. I Mm -hmm. need to start shopping for myself, for my loved ones. So that's just like a little nice touch that you can do. And I know it's just September, uh, but... Believe me, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday season will be here in no time. So this is like the biggest event of the year for all of us in e-commerce. So that's why we started preparing for it so early. So yeah, yeah. dress up your emails with holiday headers and CTAs and see the magic happens. Yeah, I love it. That's a great one. So I lied kind of when I was talking about this episode, there is some talk about like pretty red bows and glitter and fancy little emails. <laughs> to some extent, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is our pro tip, but it is very important. So even though there's a lot of technical stuff that has to happen on the back end, you do want to make sure that it looks pretty and very simplified for your customers. Like a ballerina, you know, you watch them and you're like, wow, they make everything look so effortless and perfect. <laughs> but deep down inside, the ballerinas are dying because their toes are bleeding and everything's all crazy. And okay, anyways, I digress. <laughs> Let's get into the four key segments, shall we? (laughs) Vera's like, you are on some kind of drug today, Elisa. Mushrooms, people, mushrooms. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, let's start with the first segment. This is a very no-brainer, but it's one that we do need to talk about because for whatever reason, it still gets Mm -hmm. ignored, even though it's common sense. It's not common. Okay, so your first segment, the engaged segment. Okay. So your engaged (laughs) segment should be the group of subscribers that you mainly message or email Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. They are the ones who receive your newsletters, your product updates, your sale announcements, any content that you feel like is relevant to your subscribers. Usually that goes out to your engaged segment. And the reason for that is because these specific customers within that segment actually want to hear from you. Hence the reason why 
they are engaged. So as you are preparing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just the holiday season, generally speaking, it's a really good idea for you to be cluing these specific customers in on what's going to happen that weekend. But also make sure that you email them regularly and consistently so that you can continue to improve your sender reputation, which hopefully is stellar. And the reason why you want to clue in these customers, these people are a little bit different from your VIP customers. And that's something that Vera will get into, but your engaged customers, the engaged segment, it's actually a very special segment. And I think a lot of us take it for granted a little bit. Mm -hmm. These are people who they want to hear from you all the time. And maybe they don't have the funds or the money to be buying your product constantly. They are brand supporters. They are your number one fans because they're opening your emails. They're reading and seeing what you have to say. They're clicking through your email. It's likely that they're going to your website pretty regularly. Maybe they're fantasizing about one day being able to afford or purchase multiples of your products. The nice thing is, is that these people actually care about your brand and they care about what you have to say. So you want to not take advantage of them. You don't want to take them for granted. You want to make sure that you give them some level of like a perk, like, hey, you know, like, thanks for always engaging with us. Thanks for caring about our brand because you did. We want to let you know about the next big sale that's coming along and that's going to be back Friday. So that's just something to think about as you think about your engaged segment. Because I know for us internally, we use the engaged segment quite a bit. But for us, it's like, oh, yeah, the engaged segment, it's at 90 days or we're Mm -hmm. increasing it to 120 days. And we kind of roll our eyes like whatever. It's the engaged segment. But these these customers are really, really important to the brand. So don't forget about that. Yeah. And with the engaged segments, typically the way that we start to define how we base that engaged segment is whether a subscriber has opened an email. So just opened, not necessarily clicked within the past 90 days. Hence what I was talking about before with extending it to 120, if your engaged Mm -hmm. segment is really engaged or decreasing it, if you're losing the engagement, whatever that needs to look like. And if your subscriber has engaged or opened an email, your brand has sent within the last three months, then we see them as a recent interactor, which means they are clued into your company. They're pretty fresh and it's really smart for us to be sending additional messaging to them. As for everybody else who is not in that special engaged segment that we love so much, those people would basically fall into the unengaged segment, which is pretty straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. Now, internally, and again, this is what I was talking about when I was saying you extend it or you increase or decrease your engaged segment, we review that segment on a monthly basis. If we as account managers are seeing a consistent 25% or higher open rate with the emails that we're sending out, then typically what we'll do is we'll expand the engaged segment by X number of days. Usually it's anywhere between 10 and 30, just depending on how granular you want to get. I personally go with 30 days. I've never done 10 in all honesty, unless I felt like... Oh my gosh, we're getting really high. So I think once I increased the engaged segment to 180 days, and then I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's six months. That's like a really long time. So then I buckled back and I was like, okay, I can't do 180. Let's do 170. Not that 10 days makes like the biggest difference in the world, but it made me feel a little bit better. (laughs) And then once I saw that the open rates were really high, then I went ahead and bumped it up to 180. And that's actually where one of my clients is coasting at right now in the engaged segment. So it's really cool to see that expansion because you know, like, hey, the emails are working. Now, on the flip side of that, if you do start to see the open rate decline and go under 25% pretty much on the regular, then usually what we'll do is we'll decrease the engaged segment, which I'll be honest, 
I've never had to do that. Yeah, I haven't had to do that, but I can imagine that's pretty heart-wrenching if you do have to do that. So if you do, just take it in stride. It's not the end of the world because again, you can fluctuate that engaged segment to be as large or as small as you need it to be to fit your business needs. It's really likely that you would probably decrease the engaged segment probably around the summertime Mm -hmm. would be my guess. And then as you get to the holiday season, you definitely want to increase it. And usually in that January, February timeframe is where you'll see peak engagement and then it'll start to kind of average back out again. So play around with the engaged segment. It's not like an end all be all once you're in it or once a customer is in it doesn't mean they'll be in it forever. And if a customer's never been in it, it doesn't mean they'll never be in it. So just remember to be grateful for your engaged segment. Make sure you let them know what's coming. And also make sure you play around with what the the definition is of that segment because it is going to help you tremendously during the holiday season. Yeah, to us, it seems like a basic common sense thing, right? To have an engaged segment. But how many times I had a new con- new client who came to me and they were like blasting their entire list with like yep. emails all the time. So common sense is not that common, yeah. you guys. So definitely utilize that um, power of engaged segment. And uh, yeah, don't be afraid to decrease or increase your engaged segment. Usually if say you're sending to 30 days engaged, your 30 days engaged segment will not be that much different in terms of number of people from like 60 days engaged segment. I mean, there is a difference, but it's not a huge difference. So don't be afraid to experiment with this segment. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's your core audience that want to hear from you. They want to see your emails in their inboxes. Well, anyways, engaged segment. These are the people who you will be probably emailing the most during the Uh Black Friday, Cyber Monday season. But another big group that you cannot ignore, absolutely can't ignore, are your VIP customers. And every business has its core, core shoppers. The VIPs who love you, who have already purchased from you multiple times, and they will likely continue to do so. This is like a super, super valuable audience to have. And here's the fun fact, like a healthy VIP segment can sometimes be only just like 5% of your entire list. Yet this customer base will generate approximately 20% or more of all of your sales. Can you imagine? Because on average, their average order value is much higher. They purchase more often from you. They are coming back to you and they will likely continue to do so. So offering an extra discount, giving early access to sale or extending a promotion to your highest revenue customers is actually a good idea because you want to give them that special treatment. You want to show them that you appreciate them, that you're thankful to have them as as a customer and you want to give them that like white glove service and that special treatment. Mm -hmm. What is VIP segment? Basically, what a VAP means, VAP segment means different things uh, to different businesses. It could be based on the number of times someone has ordered from you in the past. Say for my supplement brand um, that I work with, we consider VAP everyone who have placed three plus orders in the last six months. If they are coming back to you within six months and they are purchasing again and again and again, that means that they like you or they love you. Well, they like (laughs) you for sure. Maybe they love you. But VAP does not have to be based only on the number of um, times your customer came back to you. Don't forget about those customers who maybe came to your store once or twice, but they placed huge, huge orders. Mm -hmm. So usually we define VAP as... um, 
like two sort of like different groups. So VIP customers represent those who purchased from you recently, frequently, or at a high value. So you can even like include people who have like spent certain amount of money in the past, like more than six months ago. So you do you, you know your business, you know your business cycle. Let's get back to our favorite example with mattresses and socks. <laughs> For example, you're selling $10 socks, right? You can include customers who have spent like a large amount on your socks. Say they came one time and they purchased 20 pairs of socks. They are VIP, I think. Think so. Mm -hmm. We need to give them that extra treatment, that extra special treatment. So offering an extra discount is a good idea. Given early access to the sale, that's a good idea. That's something that I do with most of my accounts. I give those people like a week of extra notice before the sale. I maybe we can even do like a special flow or something, like a special automation or Which a special I campaign. I mean, yeah, this are your loyal fans. Remember this number just 5% of your customer base usually generate 20 or more percent of your sales. Mm -hmm. So give them a special treatment and uh, spoil those people. Yeah. yeah. VIP customers. The very important people. And they are very, very important. important people. Very, very important. <laughs> okay. So the next segment, we are calling it holiday shoppers, which is primarily made up of last year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday shoppers. Mm -hmm. So this particular segment will include any and all customers who actually purchased from you around the same time last year, meaning Black Friday through and Cyber Monday. You can even extend it if you want a little bit and do like from November 1st to December 31st or whatever you think is more of like your peak shopping season. The other thing is if you're a brand who does like early Black Friday, like Halloween Black Friday, you can also <laughs> just switch up the date based on what you know makes the most sense for like your business's holiday shopping cycle. So this group in particular is great to target this specific year because you'll want to make sure that they are also aware of the sales that you're promoting that happened last year and attracted them last year to attract them this year. So if your business wasn't actually around during this time of last year, not a big deal. You can just skip over this one. But if you were around last year, this is a really good one to focus in on. What you want to do is you definitely want to target these people no matter what segment they're in, obviously, unless they were suppressed or unsubscribed. If they're unsubscribed or suppressed, please do not target these people. <laughs> Make sure that when you actually create this segment, you exclude anyone who is unsubscribed or suppressed. So then that way you're not targeting people who don't want to hear from you and have made it mm -hmm. evident that they don't want to hear from you. So once you have this group, what you want to do is you want to send them relevant content that will actually invite them to this year's offers. You can also take the time to provide insight on some new products that maybe they didn't get to see because they weren't mm -hmm. engaged with you all year and they That's just saw idea, you briefly yeah. last year. And you can also send them like little reminders about what it is that your brand does so well that actually led them to purchase last year. And to be honest, you can even create emails that have language like that. Like, hey, we know you shopped with us last year. And the reason why so many people shop with us at th this time of year is because we have the best gifts ever for your grandma or whatever it is. And this leads me to my next point, which is that a lot of your holiday shoppers will be gift givers. So if gifting is like your forte as a business, you want to highlight that as much as possible because these holiday shoppers are likely buying gifts for other people. And that's what drove them to your brand. When I used to work in retail, 
I used to work for a Gap brand called Athleta. And one of the things that we used to try to do so, so, so much is we had all these men that used to come into the store and it's a, it's primarily a, a woman focused brand. They sell um women's, uh what's it called? Athleisure wear. So mm-hmm. athletic wear and also athleisure. And so our biggest focus that our managers used to always say is, hey, listen, when you have someone come into the store who very much looks like they are not purchasing a gift from for themselves, <laughs> such as a male right. or like an older gentleman or like a young girl who doesn't fit in the clothing yet or anybody that doesn't quite fit the demographic. We want to treat them so well, <laughs> as well, if not better than what we would treat a customer who fits the demographic. Mm. And the reason for that is because if you give that gift giver an amazing experience when they come into the store for the first time, you will become the go-to for every time they need to get a gift for, maybe it's not just their wife, but it's their daughter who needs a gift or their sister or their mother or their grandmother or whatever it is. And then you become the primary hub of gift giving Mm. for that person. How can we do that in email, Salisa? Exactly. So how do we do that? So the way that you want to kind of do this is give them the experience of a lifetime. And what does that mean? Mm. Basically, we want to give them gift guides. So you want to give them as much guidance as possible around how to purchase the perfect gift for the person that they love. And so what you can do is because these people are a little less familiar with your brand and they're not in your target audience, you want to give them as much help as possible. So when you create a gift guide for your site, you can use it to help position the best products for your audience in a way that's very compelling and kind of almost tells a story or paints a picture of the person that they are trying to buy a gift for. And it helps an uninformed shopper or someone who's extremely uninformed about your brand make the best choice for the person who's receiving their gift. And so the way that you can do this is you can put this gift guide either in just email, but you can also add it onto your website. I would strongly recommend both. And if it's not totally on your website, then you pop it into a landing page. And the other thing is you can position the gift guide in multiple ways. You can do it based on color scheme. You can do it based on like personality type. You can do it based on star sign or horoscope. You can do it based <laughs> on the uh, the month that the person was born. If you don't want to do horoscopes, you can do it based on budget. So like, hey, here are the gifts for under $100 that are the most popular. You can do it based on what were the top 10 most bought items last year. And based on that information, you can give as many different guides as you want or provide different levels of guides. So then that way, someone who's brand new to your brand or someone who's coming back and doesn't really shop with your brand for themselves knows exactly what to purchase. Yeah. And the best part is that you can actually repurpose that content and your flows as well. That's something Mm -hmm. that you with my accounts all the time. Last year, we did create this uh, holiday gift guide. We called it um, like for every, no, it was the Mother's Day for every type of like mother figure in your life or something like for like different gifts for different moms or something like that. And we then like repurposed it. That is the part of the flow. And we did the same for the Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We added that gift guide to that post-purchase sequence. So say they came to you, they purchased something a few weeks after that before the holiday they will receive like a reminders to purchase something for their friends and their loved ones. And then the day after that, they will get like a discount if they haven't purchased anything after the first email. So I think it's a, it's an amazing idea. And I love how you can like repurpose it in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I just like, I hate creating like a good content and sending it once. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm a big fan of all kinds of automation. So like be sure to repurpose it. 
Yeah. It's recycling, right? Email recycling. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing that you can do for the environment, but also for the environment of your brain. Cause then you don't feel like all your ideas just get sent once and then go out the window. But um, yeah, so these, these holiday shoppers, you want to make sure that you think strategically. And again, I know I've said this a million times before, treat what you're doing for the holidays as if you had a brick and mortar store. What kind mm-hmm. of retail experience do you want customers to have who walk into your store? And how can you replicate that or duplicate it in the digital world? And the gift guide, for example, when I was working at Athleta, we didn't necessarily have a gift guide. Like, here's a pamphlet. You can look at the gifts. <laughs> but what we did is we trained all of our associates to know how to talk to people. Who are you shopping for? Oh, this is great. You're shopping yeah. for your mom. What are the That's what are one. some favorite things that your mom likes to do? Oh, she loves to meditate. Does she do yoga? And you know how to get as much information as possible. So then that way you can kind of direct them in the best place. Now you don't have that face-to-face conversation, but you can start to create an idea of the different types of personas that fit within your audience and then create a gift guide based on those personas and what products match the best for those people. So get creative with it. The gift guides are like so fun to make and so fun to think about, at least for me anyways. And I know Vera has fun doing it too, but we love doing that stuff for the brands that we work with because it's a lot of fun and you get to know more about the brand and really try to put yourself in the brain of the customers that you're that you're serving. So holiday shoppers, it's a key segment that you really want to focus on. Um, make sure that you get people who purchased from you last year and treat them as if they're all gift givers because mm-hmm. it's likely that a lot of them are. And then you'll start to filter out the customers who are just buying for themselves. So. Right. Right. And um, the mistake that I've seen some of my clients did in the past is that they ignored those people because those people ended up like unengaged segment. And I was like, no, we need to contact them again, because if they came specifically last year to do some shopping, we can't afford to not message them this year. Right. Maybe not all of them will convert, but some of them will. So love it. Another group that I, Alisa, know that you are guilty of being in yep. is actually window shoppers, <laughs> browsers and nut buyers. I know a few few episodes ago, you, you said that sometimes you just like go to different stores, sometimes just like put something in your cart, pretend that you're purchasing something and then you leave. And I'm, I'm, I'm like the same. So <laughs> we are in the same boat here. <laughs> browsers and nut buyers. Yep. These are the people who like look around your website. They may or may not add items to their cards, but they almost always leave the side before making a purchase. This is like literally a story about me and designer (laughs) best. Like seriously, story of my life. Story of (laughs) my life. So many times I like looked at those perfect bags. I admire them. I love the content that these companies create. I follow them on all of my social accounts, yet I haven't made the purchase yet. And people like this, believe me, they are on your list. And Black Mm -hmm. Friday is a perfect time to target those like indecisive shoppers who need like a little bit of notch to continue and to complete their purchase. The non-purchasing subscribers audience, they always represent a very large slice of your mailing list. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a hard truth, but there is always probably half of the list who love your emails. They open your emails, they follow you everywhere, but they just like don't, don't purchase or like 
they haven't had the chance to purchase yet. Right. So this is a good group to target heavily during your holiday season because all they need is that like little encouragement to purchase and sale is the good opportunity to do that. Consider maybe offering them a higher discount to push them towards making mm. their first purchase. So that's something that we did um, last year with some of my clients. We had this like tiered discount. So say if someone have purchased one plus times in the past, they will get 20%. But if it's a new person, we would advertise like a completely different sale to them, a bit more aggressive. So we would do like 30%, for example. So sometimes we even experiment with discounts when we give VIP segments less uh, discounts or we give like a smaller discount to our VIP group. But that's like an, another story just because we know that these people will buy with or without the discount. But window shoppers are people that you can be a bit more aggressive uh, discount wise with. So to drive their purchasing behavior, you can also apply some like time pressure and emphasize that the discount will expire in like X hours. Or maybe you can emphasize the fact that this is the biggest sale of the year for you and your stock is running low. So show your window shoppers the best offer, the offer they can't resist. And mm -hmm. to drive this like purchasing behavior creates scarcity. Do the best offer. Maybe apply time pressure, emphasize the discount and emphasize that this opportunity is very unique. And this only happens like once a year because window shoppers are usually a big, big group on your email list and they certainly cannot be ignored mm -hmm. either. And the, the other thing that I would just recommend for everybody on top of this window shoppers segment, because I love this so much is put, add a an added to cart flow into your strategy. Um, mm -hmm. And this is kind of like a little nugget here, but really quick. That's a good one. The add, an, an added to cart flow is the in-between point between the browse abandonment and the abandoned cart flow. So abandoned cart flow is when someone starts the checkout process, meaning they put everything in their cart, they put in their email, they put in all their information. And then the last thing that they did not do is put in their payment info and then they leave the leave the the, the window before mm -hmm. they actually you have a chance to put in their payment information. Cart abandonment or abandoned cart is also a method that we use in order to obtain or acquire new emails. It's like another opt-in method for us. So right. that's abandoned cart. Browse abandonment is when a person's account or profile information already exists in Klaviyo and they're just looking on the website and just kind of like hopping on product pages. And then we send them an email letting them know like, hey, we saw you stalking us. Make sure you come back and buy. Added to cart is actually the perfect flow for a person like me or a person like Vera, because we go onto the site mm. and we're browsing <laughs> the products, but we go the next step and we actually add stuff into our cart, kind of like yeah. for jokes, but also sort of like, oh, it would be nice if someone play, just made me. pretend. Yeah, yeah. Play, play and pretend. And so we add stuff into the cart, but then we leave the website and the added to cart flow triggers when that happens. So our Klaviyo profile already exists in Klaviyo, but then we'll get a reminder saying, hey, we saw that you put this in your cart. Are you sure you want to leave this here? So we don't need to go through the whole started checkout process. All mm -hmm. we have to do is just add the product to our cart. And it's interesting. We had actually an account manager put this flow in place for one of their clients a couple months ago. And it's actually the number two top performing flow, open rates, click-through rates, conversions, and revenue overall. And so this is something that will actually target your window shoppers sometimes better than what a campaign could, because it's just on auto. It's 
an automation. And so you're basically catching people as soon as they add something into their cart. And actually, this is something that Athleta, the brand that I used to work for, they have in place on their website. And it actually got me a couple months ago. <laughs> I added a bunch of stuff to my cart and then I left it. And then they sent me an email saying, hey, you added some stuff to your cart. Why don't you come back and check it out? It's selling out quick. And I went back and I ended up buying something. So it does work even for picky little email marketer like me. So that's something else for you to try for your window shoppers too in time for the holiday season because you will catch some people with an automation like that. So it actually always amazes me how well this flow performs for most of my accounts, except for one, this flow outperforms the good all abandonment cart in terms mm. of like revenue and, and, um, OR and, and the CTR and stuff like that. So wow. I still can't understand necessarily why maybe right? the content itself is better, but I need to do some digging, but if you don't have this flow in place, you're just like leaving the money on the table. Yeah. So. Yeah. So definitely try that out along with creating that window shopper segment. Especially around the holiday season, because yeah. people will be browsing a lot. They will be like comparing different options, browsing yeah. through different websites, looking for like a perfect gift for their loved one or for themselves. And this like statistic, remember we mentioned it like a few episodes ago that 75% of people are leaving their cards or something. Only like uh-huh. 25% of people actually like finish the the purchasing process. So 75% of people, you guys, can you imagine you can recover probably like half of their cards? So yeah, which is huge. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, everybody, the four key segments that you need for this holiday season. So just as a recap, the engage segment, your VIP customers, holiday shoppers that include last year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday shoppers, and your classic window shoppers, which would be Vera and I. So make sure (laughs) that you have those segments in place as you approach the holiday season. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Short and sweet episode, but also very, very important as we approach the holidays. Please don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. And as always, if you like what we do, please leave us a review. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we would love to send you a pair of your very own Floium socks. So make sure you do that. And as always, if you have any questions that you'd like us to feature on our podcast episodes, make sure that you send them in at flowium.com slash ask. We got a special request for next week's episode. And so Vera. Yep. Um, next week, we will be talking about how Apple Mail privacy protection impacts your email marketing and mm-hmm. how, how does it impact your list and your subscribers. So this is the topic that has created a lot of buzz in the industry. So we're going to get into the, into the how do you say, say it? The nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. I was yeah. like bolts go. and knits. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, I remember there was like a saying, a saying yeah. for that and my ESL notebook is far far away from me so i couldn't find it in time uh well anyways come back next week because we will be talking about apple mails privacy updates love it love it love it love it thank you guys as always and we will see you next week see you next week bye thanks for listening to email einstein can you feel that your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger we ask that you please use it wisely you've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales Because great emails equals revenue squared. 
Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to florian.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.